listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Jesse McLaughlin was working with leading musicians and artists in the US until lockdowns had her deported back into Australia. While in the US, Jesse co-founded a carnival for the homeless called Skid Row Carnival of Love, which is a unique event created for disadvantaged and homeless youths. The event connects underprivileged individuals to recourses such as healthcare, behavioural counselling, DV services and dental hygiene. Jessie is launching a similar concept in Australia called We Are Altru. Given that over 3.3 million people in Australia live below the poverty line and are more at risk as the cost of living rises. In 2014, Jessie was living in New York and almost became medically bankrupt. She received a medical bill of 586,000 US dollars still while having medical insurance. This gave her an even deeper appreciation of how easy it can be to slip between the cracks. When she moved to LA, she decided to start celebrating her birthday each year with a carnival for the homeless called the Skid Row Carnival of Love. It's a day of pure joy where this same event is coming to Australia to celebrate the humanity within homelessness. Hi, Jessie. Thank you so much for joining us here today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm well, thanks. You were just saying that you are, you're going between Brisbane and Melbourne where you get settled here in Australia? Yes, it's been an interesting return to say the <laughs> least. Okay, so before we kick into um, everything that's super interesting about what you do, I'd love you just to introduce yourself to the listeners. Um, so my name is Jessie McLaughlin and I am the co-founder of All True Charity and we have a major activation event uh, that is probably what we're best known for, known as the, um, it's inspired by the Skid Row Carnival of Love in Los Angeles, but in Australia it is known as All True Festival. Excellent. So I think probably the best place to start is just to tell the listeners what is the Skid, Skid Row Carnival of Love? Uh, so it's actually how I've always celebrated my birthday in Los Angeles uh, when I first moved to America 10 years ago, um, which is wild. <laughs> um, I first lived in New York and um, I was living there for just over eight weeks and I caught an infection that went south very quickly and um, I left hospital I had medical insurance. I just want to preface that two different times. Uh, most people have a secondary medical insurance, and I left with a bill of five hundred and eighty-six thousand US dollars. I read that. As you're going through your treatment, did they say at any point, "Oh, can you sign this amount off," or did they just hand you the bill when you left? No. So that then comes following I left with a bill and it was something like eight thousand dollars and I was like okay yeah cool. like that's a lot. it's a bit more ma- it's like a, a manageable yeah. number I want to preface I was like 22 at this time how long have you been in hospital for <clears throat> um 10 days oh my gosh Go yeah so Go um 10 days and obviously coming from Australia where we're so incredibly lucky yeah. with a socialized healthcare system or even just what you pay per month to have a private medical insurance. Um, 
I was like, oh gosh. And then you, so in the US, they can sell your debt. So then you get debt collectors and it's like every day. And then you're confused at who you'd been paying off um, your limits. And honestly, doctors have no idea. You know, billing is a very separate department. Um, But yes, it it was a very challenging time. But something I came to realize is that uh, homelessness, which is very, you know, uh, it's very visual and in the US and you can see the wealth discrepancy is it's everywhere, especially when I was in Manhattan. I've I've been very lucky with the experiences I've managed to have and uh, my jackpot of friends. I've been very lucky with my community of people and they're very supportive. And um, so they supported me through my receiving these bills. I'm just going to ask, at what point did you find that the medical bill had come in at half a million US? Like, was it just a letter that just came in the post? Yeah, it's a letter. So I actually, and I've always kept a lot of my bills. Um, yeah. I don't know where all of these ones are now, but I have pictures of them because for the longest time when I started, yeah. like, any success I had, I was like, just remember, <laughs> like, what can happen at any moment. And so I would hang it up on uh, the back of my door to be like, best believe you better be saving every penny because we don't know what will happen. So it was, I mean, it was such a a heavy burden, especially when you think like one, how do you pay for it? Two, if you are paying it off, well, now the X amount of your lifetime, that's where all your finances has gone. And I looked into it further and at the time, it was um, 56% of homelessness yeah. uh, was due to medical bankruptcy. Or bankruptcies have something like 66% uh, percent to do with some kind of medical condition to yeah. cause bankruptcy. And so I thought um, as someone who um, was, I moved to America for medis- uh, for music and then I stayed because of medicine. Um the medical professionals have no idea. Like they'd have no idea that one hospital charges $6,000 for saline and the other one charges 3000 You know, it's just, it's kind of bonkers. It didn't feel like it was for the people, obviously. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a business. Um, but I think that was kind of the first, I'd always volunteered growing up. Um, I was helping the homeless when I was in high school. Um, The high school I went to in Brisbane, St. Rita's, does this great thing called Big Breakfast and they still do it now. And we would go feed the homeless before school and that had a really uh, profound effect on me. And um, because I remember to this day the first story of the first gentleman I ever met on the street and he just slipped through the cracks. He fell off a ladder, you know, and lost his home because his disability payments didn't cover his bills. And so um, the fact that my astronomical uh, medical bill in the US, which equated to something like 800,000 Australian dollars. Um, it's easy to laugh about now, but you should have you should have met me in like 2013, oh, 2014. I, my heart's beating hearing this story. So did you pay it off? Or I was in the trenches. <laughs> how, how? Um, I negotiated. However, I had to pay a very large sum. Right. Yes, 
um, over $100,000 they paid. So, Right. And is the rest the story you're about to tell? Like it's come from the skit, like from what you've done or how have you paid the rest yes. of it? I think like that was kind of the first time where I had been severely impacted by injustice, where I thought I'm someone that has university degrees. I've been raised well. I've been very lucky with the privilege of my life to that point that I thought, my God, anyone could slip through the cracks. Yeah. Um, And when I moved to Los Angeles shortly thereafter, I was lucky enough that Uh, My friend Cyrus introduced me to Justin. I had met him when I still lived in New York and we were born on the same day. And I had already been celebrating my uh, birthday with some acts of service and so did he. And um, he was thinking of how we could celebrate and throw a party, a birthday party for the homeless instead um, of celebrating ourselves. And I thought that was such an incredible idea uh, because often you know, these individuals are overlooked because stones of stigma are thrown and uh, we make assumptions instead of knowing the real stories like medical bankruptcy or whatever you've survived in your life. Um, And so that's kind of the first year. It was a a birthday barbecue style thing and um, 800 people in Skid Row attended and then each year from then it grew and astronomical rate um, because unfortunately Skid Row, especially downtown LA, probably has around 60,000 homeless individuals. It's actually illegal around Los Angeles to be homeless, like in areas you'll be moved along. And so that's how they've all segregated and created essentially their own community in um, downtown LA. So, you know, if I was to walk around there by myself, I mean, I, I'm a familiar face to many of our friends on the streets there. So um, I feel relatively safe and most people don't because of, you know, what it may look like or a host of reasons. So that's kind of how it first started because I was like, that could easily be me. But then you start hearing the stories on the street and you're like, how do we get here? Like as a civilization. So yes, since returning to Australia. So hang on a um, second, you, you returned to Australia because of COVID, didn't you? No. no. Oh, right. No. I uh, worked the pandemic in the US in healthcare. Right, okay. So I was working in medicine. It was not, uh, it was not great. So, um, yes, I, uh, Trump did some things with some visas and I returned home to Australia um, after working long enough in the yes. pandemic. Yes. Um, so that will probably scar me for the rest of my life. Um, but since the second carnival, I, I knew I'd always wanted to bring this home to Australia um, because I do think that I call it functioning invisibility right. um, in this country because it exists and our statistics are pretty drastically high. And I don't think we recognise a lot of the issues um, that we do have. Um, and so it's it's more challenging to advocate because it's not as seen here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I'd moved back, I thought 
this is the universe telling me now is the time. And especially with the housing crisis and inflation and a host of other reasons post-pandemic, especially now the new census is about to come out on March 22nd. But even with those statistics, they're, you know, underestimated often because not everyone identifies as something specific like homeless or they could be count looking or whatever it is. And so that's kind of how I have returned to Australia and thought now's the time to bring the festival. Carnival didn't really land here. I think lots of people thought I was a circus. (laughs) So, okay, so talk us through what's happening in Australia with this then. So we're hosting two events uh, for the first year with the hopes that it will continue to expand to other capital cities. Um, and, you know, if we can host them rurally, that would be amazing. Where um, are you hosting it? Is it going to be in Melbourne or? Yes. So yes. the first one is on the 9th of September. Yeah. It will be hosted in Brisbane, but we will cover southeast Queensland as well. So yeah. hopefully we can um, bus some people in. It's close to the trains yeah. um, to further reach um, a lot of individuals that need assistance. And then we will do the same in Melbourne the following weekend on the 16th. So very excited. Yeah, wow. A very long, it's like something I manifested a long time ago. So, and it's important now than ever because, I mean, the stats right now for poverty living in this country is something like 3.4%. Oh, sorry, 3.4 million. Um, That is very high per capita. And that is going to absolutely really be exacerbated with what has happened financially and economically in this country in the last week. For the for the actual like festival day, like will you be mm-hmm. collaborating with celebrities or anyone to, you know, like drive awareness or what's the plan? Yeah, that is very under wraps. Um, right, we keep okay. that under wraps. Uh, it's the same thing in Los Angeles. Yeah. So uh, Chance the Rapper hosted a similar event. The idea of the carnival was that carnivals go to town and bring people joy yes and so we want we want you know this blueprint to travel to create not only awareness but also connect individuals who truly deserve services and also be celebrated so it they every year they know they can see a doctor they can sign up for a psychologist they can get an id they can get a haircut but then they're celebrated with a separate part of the event and every individual that ever enters as our guest is partnered with a tour guide. Uh, so we have this one-to-one connection, which is vital if we learn anything during the pandemic is connection is yeah. important to our existence. Yeah. Um, and so we generally don't say who's going to perform or um, may or may not be there. I mean, Los Angeles, a lot of celebrities just signed up for themselves and um, because it's not about them. Yeah. It's about making our guests feel special. We're equals in this event, and that is a a very important intention that we set. Yeah. Same with not announcing anything of that kind because we do require 2,000 volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't yeah, want people right. to volunteer with the intention of anything but of being of service. Right. Yeah. So but yes, are aligned with number of individuals that. Yeah. Show, what, what's um, your job on the day? Pardon? What's your job on the day? Um. Well, it will be different than it is in the US. Yeah. Um. I love taking people around and being a tour guide. That is 
I actually still mentor to this day, Mike, who I met in 2017. Um, he was homeless. He was kicked, uh, he was hit by a car um, and he lost his accommodation uh, because he had, he'd broken his back. Um, and obviously medical insurance is uh, no bueno for something like that. Um, so he had a lot of residual bills. And um, so I've mentored him to this day. He now has a job. Uh, he has a house. So, um, and we still speak every week. I've spent every Christmas that I lived in Los Angeles with him, every birthday, his birthday and mine. So um, he's going to be a lifelong person in my life. So, yeah, it's a really important component of how we create the one-to-one initiative of mentoring. And that generally comes after the event. Um, but yes, I I love I love the tour guides. I think mm. it had a really profound effect. You'll go there thinking you're going to help someone's life and you'll leave and they've helped yours. So they've touched your your heart. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so basically, how can we, you know, support and help what's going on? Is there a way? Uh well. We have several different things. We are about to release the tickets with Humanitics. Um, it's all free, but uh, we do need for waiver reasons and safety reasons and to secure numbers that all volunteers actually have to sign up. And obviously for the protection post-COVID, um, it's good to keep a track of every individual that enters. Yeah. It is a closed private event. It just happens to be in a public space. Right. You know, it's a safe space for our guests to attend. Um, especially again, not everyone identifies as something specific. So um, in order for everyone to feel safe in a safe space to receive the, the treatments or services that they wish. Um, so we'll be releasing those. And so we have, you can be handing out clothes, hygiene bags. Um, there's food. We we like people to be floaters on the dance floor so that everyone has a great time. Yeah. Right. Um, but and then tour guides. Tour guides are probably the biggest, um, the largest number of individuals we do require. And then um, we also partner with other nonprofits and charities to provide the services from health services, legal services. Um, we do resume building. We help them apply for jobs. Um, and then we have a youth youth area, so you can sign up to uh, tutor the youth for one year for one hour a week uh, to really, as a prevention method, I've done that for 10 years. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, I've never had one child. I do it for five hours. I have five different kids that I used to tutor and in all those years, no one's ever missed a session. So um, it definitely has a profound effect. And um, then you're building good little humans to go out into society and um, feel good about themselves, which is really important. And um, so other nonprofits also provide their services, uh, which is great. We're very collaborative and it's important because it's good. We don't know what we don't know until it's presented. Mm -hmm. So it's always important, especially for our guests, oh, sorry, um, for our guests to know what exists and is available for them all year round. Um, and so there's other services that they can sign up for, which is great. And then the last thing is corporate sponsorship, which it's been that's been interesting in this country versus America. Uh, Harder here, is it? Yes, on a like on steroids, like harder on a very different level. Um, yeah, I think either 
understanding what the event is is a bit confusing um, when it hasn't been shown here, but I always send videos and I'm like, this is what we're creating. Um, And it has a very positive impact. If we're serving 8,000 people in one day in the US and that transcends to what people then can take back to the other 60,000 individuals in that one community, you know, and 3,000 volunteers, all you're doing is creating joy. And what we know statistically um, by something called social genomics is if you see something positive and I've been the giver, someone else is the receiver, all three of us have just received a very, uh, all of our, you know, dopamine has just, we've, we've consumed an antidepressant essentially. And so I think if anything, the world needs a lot of good right now, but it comes down to community to be able to truly contribute that. So, yeah, if anyone's any of those three, individuals that want to volunteer, um, corporates or brands, you know, we're big on 100% of the money raised because everyone within our nonprofit has always been volunteer-based, so we do not any administration fees so 100% of the money raised is what we then go and put back into either the one-to-one initiative of yeah. mentoring and tutoring or this event so yeah, right. how yeah. so how do people find out information about this if they want to get involved we have a website and it is we are uh stands for we are altruistic so um there's that or you can find us on Instagram and always send a message and I'm more than happy to direct or one of our other wonderful volunteers. So, Excellent. So Altru is spelled A-L-T-R-U. Correct. Or Altruism. It's just the shortened version. Amazing. Jesse. thank you so much for joining us today. It just has been such an amazing story.